talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wider. All right, we're live. <laughs> okay, awesome. Welcome back to Fight Club, everyone. We're super excited to be here with you this Tuesday morning and excited to have our guest Lori with us to give us the customer aspect of all of small business owners. What, is, what does the customer look at when they're looking at your marketing, at the finances that get go involved with you know booking a company, what type of systems they love when they work with certain companies, and really what they see in culture when they work with a company that's a small business in their local area. So we're super excited to have Lori with us today. As I just mentioned, we cover four areas of business, the marketing, operations, money, and uh, culture or people. And we'll go ahead and do a quick round robin and just always remember that today it's an open discussion to help you find something to fight for your business and find an area that you can work on this week to really move the needle forward. So my name is Taylor Maroney and I co-own a power washing company in South Florida with my husband. And I've also been working in marketing for about five years now. And I'm excited to say welcome back to Fight Club. And Lori, do you mind just giving us a brief kind of um, explanation why, um, one, you wanted to join with us today, <laughs> and two, um, what makes you so passionate about working with small business owners? Or why we wanted her to join us today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, More that. Right. I, I work with small business owners as a customer, mostly, although I, I am also a small business person, and I'm a big fan of um, Megan likes bookkeeping academy and megan likes accounting and megan likes the person and also a big <laughs> fan of, of jeff likes uh clean window clean gutters and jeff likes the person and uh i use uh, i use almost all of the services that i just mentioned and um i have a small house actually um 1600 square feet but some days it's like grand central station with the number of people coming and going who do work on my house and so i never knew that all these people were in what megan tells me is called field services and i learned about how all of you support people in those industries and i you know i'm a curious person so almost everybody that does work here i know a lot about their business and i like being a customer of all the people that i work with and so um, just here to help you uh, think about the customer perspective. And I might be an unusual customer in that um, I am very happy to have people working for me. Um, some people are more, they want to do things more themselves and they judge the work that the field services do against what they would do themselves. Since I do nothing in my house except live here as if it was a hotel, I I don't compare what they do to what I would do. I, I'm very grateful for the work that they do. And and Lori, I'm just I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, I feel like it's nice to have a Davis experience perspective. Uh, Lori and I live in Davis, California, um, and also Lori is probably one of the smartest business people I know. About four years ago, we started this tra tradition of going the first week of the year and working on our businesses instead of in them. And I called it like a small business retreat. And inevitably every year we each, we're all self-employed, so we have our own little bits that we have to do. But we talk about business models and business ideas. And Lori listens to podcasts and, and 
and she just she sees the business like a lot of us feel the experience but lori sees the business and is as she said very curious but also incredibly bright about it so i'm excited to have you here um also a little bit nervous but in a good way um so um my name is megan likes i'm the founder of bookkeeping academy online I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also own Likes Accounting Company, a full service accounting firm where you can outsource all of that those accounting needs if that's not your cup of tea or not something that you want to do yourself. And I'm the the co-owner co-owner of Jeff Likes Clean Windows and Gutters, a window cleaning and gutter cleaning company here in Northern California. And I'm one of Lori's friends, or Lori is one of my friends. I don't know. Martha always gets upset when I say it the wrong way. I don't know which way to say it, but, and I'm happy to be here. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Fight Club. Hey there, Lori. I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars, and we put remote customer service rock stars in your home service or field service business. So if you want to outsource your customer care, your email, chat, phone support. We take care of all of that remotely for your business. So that's who I am and welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> and then lastly, I'm Martha Woodward and I own a service business in outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I also work with people on shifting their culture, creating happier workplaces through online courses and our software quality driven. Well, awesome. Thanks for everyone for doing your introductions. So we're going to jump right into it. We're going to give Lori the round robin and I think she's ready. But um, again, everyone keep note, this is from the customer's perspective. So we're really going to dive in deep as to how Lori feels as a customer in these four areas of business. So when it comes to marketing, Lori, I would love to know when you're searching for a new company. So you go and say you have a leak in your, your kitchen in your kitchen sink and you need someone to come out and fix it. Um, where do you start? What is the first thing that you do? Ask a friend or neighbor. Okay. So we start with referrals. Everyone keep note of this. I want you to write down these different steps because this is important to your marketing process. So Lori starts with referrals. So she goes to her neighbors and her friends, asks who they've used in the past. Then from there, do you take another step after that, after getting a couple names? Um, I usually then talk to the people that I'm looking to hire. So do you call them directly then, or do you kind of search yeah. the web first? No, I do not. I not do web. You don't do web. I, I'm not going to lie. As weird as that sounds, <laughs> I feel like there has been so little emphasis in the last few years on referrals. Like people talk about it, they discuss it, but it shows right here that the referrals have such an impact for Lori because she doesn't even go to the web. So if I, if I look something up on, well, I don't generally use Google, but if I were to use any, any search engine, if I look something up, the first thing that comes up are the ads, I skip those. Mm -hmm. And I look for the ones that are not ads, but for personal mm -hmm. services, you know, it's a town where we know everybody. I know all this. I don't have any services that come to my house where I don't know the people who come to my house. So I care about not only the owner, but I care about the people who actually come. So I want to know what my friends and neighbors think. And if they refer me to someone and I say, oh, well, what's the person like? And they don't know the person, then I dismiss that. Right. There's other people who would say, oh, I use Jeff Lex clean, clean windows. And I'll say, oh, well, who came to your house last time? And if they don't know, then I figure they don't know anything about the company. So I, I discount that referral. I, I care about the people. 
That, that's very interesting. So I'm from originally from a small area um, in Florida, and we did that very much the same way back home. So now I live in a bigger city in West Palm. It's not as easy to know everyone. I try my best when I'm looking for home service businesses to do the same thing. Um, but back home, I mean, I could tell you who my who did our AC and who the exact technician is. I went to high school with a lot of them. Um, it's people you know you grow up with that you work with. And I think that can tr transition into larger areas, though, because something that a lot of businesses in larger towns are starting to focus on, like I said, is that customer um, life cycle, working with them to make sure that they understand who they're working with, what their technicians' names are, how good of service they did for them, and wanting to make sure that that customer life cycle continues past that first interaction. Because what I'm hearing from you saying that the person had no idea who they technically had come out to their house is there may have been a disruption in that customer life cycle. Somewhere they lost that personal connection with that customer. So unfortunately, certain businesses don't focus as well on that, but it's always a great area to improve on. So for me, what I got from our um, just brief little conversation is referrals are super important, everyone. You can hear from Lori that if she does, she does not work with someone who hasn't given her a referral from a family or friend, and if they don't have more detail on the business themselves, Again, it's showing that there wasn't enough value and not enough personal interaction between the business and the customer. So make sure that when you are taking steps in the initial phone call, in the initial email with a brand new client, find a piece to connect with them on. I know Michelle and um, your, the ladies at Pink Callers are great about this. They find a way to connect with those clients to make sure that they're on the same page as them and that they can be able to continue from there. Yes, Lori. I forgot something else. I also take from all the people that work in my house. So I often will say, do you know someone who can do such and such? And I've not only had them give me referrals, I've had them bring the person to my house. Oh, that's what so My handyman walks in the door with an electrician and says, Lori, <laughs> this is the best guy in town. He starts work 10 seconds later. You, you know what I mean? That, that, that's it. So can um, we have you go through your list of the people that come to your house? I love, she says it's like Grand Central Station and she had, she recently got a really <laughs> cool clock that's like Grand Central Station. Right. Um, and they, they all know each other because they run into each other at my house. <laughs> so, um, well, I have, I have pest control. I have window cleaning, gutter cleaning, carpet cleaning, furniture cleaning, house cleaning, gardening, pool service. Um, and then those are just the things that are pre-scheduled to happen all year long. Some of them are monthly. I don't question it. And then um, the ones that are sort of on demand um, are tree trimming, brick mason. Um, oh, and years ago, I used to be, when I had different dogs, I had a monthly dog washing service that would come and pick my dogs up and wash them and return them clean. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, yeah, I mean, and, 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 and I will say I'm a big referral service because everybody in my neighborhood knows what I'm doing over here. They see all these trucks coming and they see the people coming and going. So if they need something done, they ask for me. So I would say most of the people that I work with have, I would say between 10 and 40 referrals from me. And most of the people I've been working with have been working with me for decades. 
and um, and know me very well and, and know my house very well. And I'll say this from a customer perspective, everybody I work with knows that I want the top notch service. I have a beautiful home and I want it to be beautiful and I don't want to discuss all the deep, I'm not interested in surgery. You know, it doesn't really matter to me how <laughs> this works. I just want the house to run, to be beautiful, and for me not to have a problem. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I also have a HVAC. Let me write this down. Sorry, I have a, H, a regular, semi-regular HVAC person. Sorry. Uh, so I, I, I love that. I don't, I don't know, T. Is it my? Yeah, you can feel free. I I hammering uh, <laughs> referrals into everyone's head with all my fist punching over here, so I think we're good. <laughs> uh, so Lori CPA, nobody. Lori Lori has hundreds, maybe thousands of friends. Like Lori is an institution in the hmm. entire state of California and in the city of Davis. And I don't think there are very many people who know Lori who don't know the name of her CPA. His name is Steve Dishman. That's her seat. That's the name of the guy. And she she practically filled up his entire practice. One, because he's a good CPA. Two, because he offers good service. But three, because she's a raving fan. And she is that way about her service businesses as well. And and I love the book Raving Fans. Um, and Lori, she'll say, oh, that's a, what, what you say. That's a book from the 80s or when I like I stole Jim Collins is good to great off her shelf. And she goes, it's an old book. But um Lori listens to the podcast about Trader Joe's and about the Rockefellers, about like business as institutions for decades, if not centuries. Um, so Lori, I want to talk to you a little bit about money because um, you have been a long time, Jeff likes the windows, a customer. And um, we, we've been friends for longer than you and a customer. And you were with us when we raised our prices by 30%. And then we raised them again by 10%. And you're very good with money, far better at money than I am. And so I'm sure you noticed, but I want to, I want to talk to you about how, how are we able to do that for you as a customer? Like, are there things, I, you said you're not particularly price sensitive and apparently Jeff Celestial and you every time have this discussion about premium service. Um, but I want to talk to you about value, like, and price. So can you give us some comments about that? Okay, well, you just brought up my assistant, Celestial Thomas. So some of the people I work with have to deal with my assistant because there's more scheduling to it. And other people that I work with don't know my assistant because there's no computer thing. There's no scheduling. My, my cleaning person comes every Thursday. She does not deal with my assistant because there's, no, there's nothing to do there, right? The other thing is... Um, about price being, raising prices, I'm going to say a couple things. Number one, I, it's about a relationship and loyalty. I have, I have these companies and people that I've dealt with for decades, and if they raise their price and it seems reasonable, and especially if they've let me know why and what's behind it, that's fine. I will say that I, whatever notification I got from Likes Clean Windows came from one of those auto emails, I'm sure, which I hate. And I only knew about it because we were talking, but I didn't know how much. And I, I believe me, I noticed. And, um, and if I didn't have the loyalty, I would have at least questioned it, you know, but I, I want to work with the same people. And I think about, well, I, I literally went back and said, okay, well, how long has it been since there was an increase and what's the reason? But for most of my people, they don't increase very often. Um, when they increase, it seems reasonable. And I will say, 
I don't treat them like they're not a person and I don't expect to be treated like I'm not a person. So if people just see me as a source of income, that's not going to be good for our relationship. And, um, and so how people talk to me about what they charge makes a difference to me. It's not just what they charge, but it's what are their reasons. And anybody who tells me I'm raising my prices because I can, um, that's, that's going to be a turnoff for me. But I can't imagine anybody I work with saying that because they've already been vetted to be a higher quality person than that. And I guess what I'll say is my idea about business is that business is an opportunity to be of service and we all have to make a living. So we want to have, but the idea that people say, Hey, I just recognized that I'm being a chump because I'm not charging enough. So let me turn you into the chump, you know, by, by charging you more and slipping it in on you, that would be a total uh, turnoff for me. And so some of my people have not raised their prices in years. So I just pay them extra and I, I give them the raise. So, um, and then I don't know if they even consider a raise because every now and then, like my cleaning person, I just leave a, what I call a double check. And, uh, and, and I think she really appreciates that. And I, and I try to do it more than she's expecting. You know, I try not to create a pattern. I, I want her to be, have a fun surprise and, you know, during COVID, you know, I gave her a couple triple checks because I just felt that things were tough for her business. Um, and then she, and one of the interesting things she told me one day, she said, you know, Lori, whenever you pay me extra, um, I don't keep any of that. I said, what do you do with it? She said, I give it to the employees. And so that that's even more motivating to me. Right. <laughs> right. So so what I heard you say, and I just want to reiterate is communication is key. And communication from the customer's perspective and, you know, being honest, being transparent and not being a chump. I think I'm going to quote you on that one, Lori. Don't be a chump. Like, I love that. Don't be a chump. Don't do it. Um, another thing that I learned from Lori very early on in our relationship, and it has stuck with me, or well, our business relationship, also kind of in our friendship, but mostly in our business relationship, is she said, I never want to hear about somebody else getting a better discount than I get. And, and I kind of was like, because we were advertising with like a 10% discount or, you know, 15% discount occasionally. And she said, I'm already a loyal customer. You don't have to pay any money to find me. So a brand new stranger customer should never be paying less than I am, the loyal customer. And I said, Lori, you have my word. That will never happen to any of our loyal customers ever again. But it's so backwards from traditional avenues of marketing, right? You want to like attract them and you give them a lower. And she's like, but that's dumb. Like I'm right here wanting to give you my money. And so don't give somebody else a better deal than me. And um, and it, I don't know if that anybody else has that mindset shift around that. But for me, that was huge. And it's never happened again. And um, we kind of run things by Lori. Like you heard Lori say, she wants to know that everything's working and it's on autopilot. And you all know I've been wanting to do recurring service. And so we've toyed with Lori for over a year about like, how would this work from a customer experience so that you get what you need from people that you like and trust at a price that's reasonable and fair. Um, and we don't have it figured out perfectly yet, but thank you, Lori, for always being candid and willing to tell me like what you like and what you don't like, because that's really insightful and helpful for me as a business owner, because ultimately it should be about your experience. And I know we haven't gotten it right every time on Jeff Likes Windows. So thanks for being kind, because I know there have been some unpleasant experiences and we are not perfect for the people listening. But um, yeah, thanks for your insights. And I hope that sticks with other people that you should not be offering bigger discounts to strangers than your loyal existing customers. 
Did I that's did that service for you? Did I do that justice? But yes, yes. Okay, good. Okay, I'm passing to Michelle, and she's going to talk about systems. And I'm really excited because Lori hates automated emails. I know. And I can't. I know, I'm afraid. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Um, what I talk about, Lori, is how business owners use either automations or technology to help them you know, sort of sustain their business. So it sounds to me like, especially your garden and pool folks have recurring monthly services, correct? So they recur no matter what, is that right? House cleaning, gardening. Well, no, yeah. gardening has been on hiatus during oh, COVID okay. because my gardener lives in New Hampshire. Oh, goodness. I, I live in California. And, and, and I'm so loyal that when she moved to New Hampshire, um, she's still my gardener and she comes wow. out normally several times a year and stays in my guest room and takes care of all her customers in Davis. Like, wow. but all right the now, customers that Lori has referred to also <laughs> the many customers Lori has referred to. We all know Lori's gardener's Linda. Like, it's just funny, but if you need a good gardener, Linda's your gal. And she's Linda a comes in gardener because she lives in another state. So it's great. About oh, wow. Loyalty. That's amazing. <laughs> I love right. it. Okay. The monthly, the monthly, our pool. Yeah, please. Uh huh. Um, house house cleaning is weekly. No, every other week. Gardening is normally almost monthly. Pool service is weekly. Yeah. And um, and frankly, I wish my handyman David had more time for me because I I could keep him busy, busier than he lets me keep him. <laughs> yeah. So all of those weekly or recurring services have some component of billing. Tell me how the billing is for those businesses and how that comes to you and then how you pay it. I, it hears like, it sounds like you're a little bit um, averse to technology. You don't like being online. So tell me how you get those folks paid. What are they using to kind of keep you in the loop? Um, uh, she spends all well, day online. For the record. <laughs> yeah, no, I use the computer a lot. I just yeah. I, I use it for when I'm providing my work, right? Okay. <laughs> Provided to me. Um, so, um, pool service. They, um, my pool man's sister sends a monthly bill, and okay. I like that I know it's his sister, and um, <laughs> um, and my handyman he writes up a bill and hands it to me. Mm -hmm. um, um, my gardener usually makes a bill after she comes each time and, um, my house cleaner, I leave a check. There's no invoice. Okay. So you don't have anything on sort of autopilot, right? Where your credit card gets billed every month consistently by a certain vendor or, or does that happen? Uh, not for the monthly, but like Jeff likes clean windows is nutso with all this computerization. And the, the Lori, only Lori loves responsive guys. She <laughs> loves it. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, but I, I do like that. I, that I can put a credit card with him yeah. and, um, and actually my furniture and carpet cleaning person I normally would pay by check and I just asked him the other day, do you take credit cards? And he Ooh. said, yes. So, oh, good. so I pay him a credit card and, and I don't, I don't mind if people um, like, for example, I wouldn't mind if he just billed me to my credit card, but because yeah. he itemizes the invoice. Sure. 
he didn't seem to want to do that. He like, well, Lori, did you see there was $15 extra for this? And I'm like, yeah. okay, sure. I mean that, you know, on the course of the relationship, I, we have a relationship that there's trust, right? If he right. added something extra, I trust him. But one of the reasons I trust him is because he makes sure I noticed. Right. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And I think with the computerization, you can lose that. And, and I've had that with a few things I've signed up for online that just kept billing me and I wasn't using. And, and I, frankly, I, I got out of it and I'll never go back because it irritated me. Mm. For business owners out there that are listening, you are an ideal customer. It sounds to me like you would be very open to something being on recurring as long as that trust was built early on in the relationship. And then you could just put like maybe even Jeff likes clean windows on like a quarterly rotation where they came every quarter. Would that be something that you would be interested in just to set it and forget it like some of your other vendors that support your home? Well, Jeff likes clean windows comes twice a year and Jeff likes clean gutters. I think either comes once or twice. I forget now. And they could do a recurring, but I think the systems would be better if they reminded them to, to communicate with me in the way that I want to be communicated with instead okay. of re removing the responsibility of communicating from them. And okay. we've all had that experience where we get this email and then it says call here. So then you call and the person you're talking to has no idea what the email said to you. Right. Sure. And you said, and I'm saying, well, you sent me the email. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. Exhibit one a is Amtrak, but in okay. any case, um, the, the people that I talk to, like for example, my pest control service, I don't even call and that's a locally owned company. But yeah. I don't even call them. I call my person. And my person has changed about four times in 30 years, maybe six times. But yeah. and, and I actually had one person change deliberately um, because he wasn't nice to my dog. And I'll tell you about that. But wow. <laughs> um, um, but I um, but the, the the latest guy I've had, I met him only during COVID. I actually don't know how long he was my pest control person because I was never here when he came mm -hmm. and I think he might've been new during COVID, but he gave me his cell number and, and we communicate directly. I don't even hmm. call the office. And I like that because he knows my house. So yeah. when I communicate with him, he knows exactly what the problem is. I'm not going through this very long story with the person at the front desk who has never been to my house and has no idea what, you know, what we're talking about. Okay. I love it. I love it. Go ahead, Taylor. Did you have something? I thought you were going to try to jump in. No, I um, to Lori's point, that's something I know I've talked with Megan about. We Same thing with recurring. It's been tough in a power washing business to make sure you're going to have those annual clients come back. And the way we've kind of started to go about it this year is instead of having an automated email go out to say our client who's Lori, we actually personally call them. So I actually give Lori a call. I talk with her about, hey, your six month cleanings coming up again. This is what you went ahead and wanted to go forward with. I know we took care of an extra few spots based upon notes that may have come in from the technician, but that kind of allows Lori to have more of that concierge service where we're taking on the brunt of yeah. making sure things are getting done on our end and it's not Lori's responsibility. So that can be an easy way if someone's looking to do reoccurring. 
um, yeah. that you can go ahead and take that responsibility on as your office staff versus putting that on your client. I love that. And that's a system that any business owner can place in, in their business. That's just an outreach system, something that's a, a reminder for you to go back monthly and check all those recurring clients and then do that outreach. So I love that personalization, Lori. I think you're absolutely right. Sometimes as business owners, we put sort of the responsibility on the homeowner and that's really not their responsibility. It's really ours to reach out and tell them it's time because we're the professional, right? We're the one that kind of knows what needs to happen next. So awesome. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so I'm I'm say you see this bookcase behind me? Yeah. <laughs> so this has gotten extra attention from my cleaners more than once. But I'll, I'll give you an example. If they called and said, you know, Lori, we only come for two hours or three hours, whatever it is. I don't even remember. But, you know, we've noticed this one area of your house needs extra attention and we want to come extra. And that'll cost. I, I would say, of course. Yeah. You're the professional. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wouldn't even question that. But if I always felt like they were upselling me and, and the place that that happens is not a business that all of you do, but it happens to me every time I go to a spa. So I just stopped going to a spa because I thought I was going to relax and instead they're irritating me. So I just said, forget it. I don't want to go be because they're constantly upselling. And so, um, I mean, so, but Lori, ideal customer, she okay. brought the spa to her house. Like her masseuse used to come regularly, like every other week or every week, like, you just fix the experience, right? I mean, I love that. Yeah. No? I love it. No, I, I mean, do. I, I love I, it. And I love that you're so true to that. I think a lot of us are just, like, for me now, when I see a system, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going into the system. We're like, oh, that's a little wonky. Yeah. Somebody sent me a video the other day, and it was my, like, welcome video, and it was totally pre-COVID. And, and I sent it back, and I was like, that was really nice. Have you watched it lately? <laughs> the lady was like, uh, yeah, I have. What What did you notice? And I was like, oh, like the hugging and the hand holding and the and the like, see you around on a trip and all the jet setting. And she was like, oh, right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I that. but I, but I like that. Um, yeah, the the custom touch is what you're craving, Lori. Yeah. Is what it all, all of you are helping businesses to be of service, and so when those businesses communicate with their customer. I mean, I, I've heard people say, well, we're doing this because it works for us. Some form of it works for us. I can't keep up with all these requests or I can't, you know, it works for me. And I'm like, well, I think that's your side of the business, right? Yeah. When you're talking to me, it should be about what works for me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and exactly. so you should say, well, the reason we're doing this is this is how it benefits you. Or if there's no benefit for me, don't give me any baloney. Just say, yeah look, I know you'd like it to be less, but we had to raise our prices and, and don't offer me things that you don't stand up for. We have a hardware store in our town that is famous for having so many rules on their coupons. You cannot get them to take a coupon. You could walk in with a hundred dollar bill and one of their coupons to buy something that costs $1 and, and they'll say, Oh, no, that coupon doesn't apply. You know, I mean, it, it's like a joke in town that the rules are so, you know, you, so don't send them. That just irritates me to get coupons I can't use. Yeah, I love it. I love the empathy and having the business owner really think about the customer and their side of the business. That was huge. So that's a massive help for everybody listening. So I'm going to pass you off to Martha that's going to talk about people. Thank you so much, Lori. <laughs> so that theme of 
if I trust them and I'm loyal to them, I guess I'd like to back up and talk about how they build trust with you and that loyalty. And you touched a little bit on having providers where they came in and you're like, nope. And so from that customer side, kind of tell us about good experience and bad experiences with your service providers. Well, I, I, I'm going to give the example of my pest control because I've had, I've had the diff, all different experiences with them. So my pest control company that's been with me since I bought my house. So that's 30 years. And I never really saw the people. And one day I happened to be home and the guy wanted to talk to me about something. And my dog was, this was when, this was a years ago dog. My dog was like avoiding him and walking circles around him. And he was just speaking to me and ignoring it. And all of a sudden it just hit me like a ton of bricks. This guy kicked my dog. That's why my dog is afraid and, and he's not, I mean, nobody would have been not reacting to this dog walking circles around him at 10 feet. You know what I mean? And I just called the company. I said, I don't want him back in my house. And I felt very violated. This guy is coming on to my most private place, my home and, and hurting my dog. And maybe he didn't kick my dog, but my dog was clearly afraid of him. And, and my dog, that dog, that particular dog, was I used to say he would welcome any intruder thinking they came to play with him. So he was a very happy dog. So that, that happened, but I didn't change the company. I had one other time where um, during Thanksgiving holiday, I had a, a pest problem and I called the company and the owner came out. Now I have no idea how many owners they've even had. I just know the owner that day came to my house and I've never forgotten it. Meanwhile, today, I have Rolando and we're very good friends and I see him when he comes and he'll even like tell me if he's in the neighborhood so I can wave. Um, so, I, so I've had all things and I've had this company has been with me for 30 years and they actually sent a note that they were not going to do their normal increase because of COVID. And I thought, well, that's, that's a very nice thing. You know, they stay in business and they, they hopefully didn't lose any customers. So, I thought that was great. And they did at one time have a group leave them and start a competing company. A lot of neighbors went to that other company, but my guy didn't go with the new company. So I stayed with them because of my person. Okay. Well, and you mentioned that you get the personal cell phone numbers of the provider and you prefer to just go straight to them versus go to the company. Now, as service business owners, many people don't like that at all. Now, at my company, I do allow that, but many people don't. And it's because they are afraid that you the customer is going to approach the service provider and say let's just cut out the company and you work directly for me and that's that's more with like a maid service or a recurring business that's coming very frequently but as a customer why is that important to you well, first of all, I, I'll tell you why it's important in just a sec, but I want to say what you just described was a lack of trust. 
Mm-hmm. The company doesn't trust the employee. You know, there's there was that was all about a lack of trust. Right. And I'm seeking the exact opposite. I'm seeking trust and loyalty with everybody that I deal with. So I I presume that when Rolando and I talk and he says, oh, yeah, Lori, I could stop by today, that he calls the office and says, Lori Ranieri called and I'm going to stop by her house. I don't assume that it's a secret conversation. Right. right? Um, but um, but I know him and I and the person at the front desk has never been to my house. And I've got like this niche little thing that I need attended to. And the words that it takes me to describe it is more than I want to go through. Right. So I'd rather just talk to Rolando. But um, so like with Jeff likes clean windows, I don't have any of their um, I don't text with them. Um, they and, and frankly, now in COVID, they come, they look like bank robbers. I can barely tell who's here. You know how I know who's here is on the review. It gives me their picture. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was the person. Um, Which is Martha Software, and yeah, and so, Lori loves Bryce, and she she knows that Bryce is going to be the guy. Or sometimes she'll be like, it wasn't Bryce that came; it was somebody else's face on the on the review. It was Kaban that came, or whoever. Right, but trust is important. Like I've 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 had with my cleaning people several times. Something has gotten broken, and and sometimes they're kind of upset. And I'm like, things get broken. You know, what are you going to do? Um, but the point is that we have a trust relationship, right? I, I, you know, I know that they were not being careless. For example, I know if something got broken, it was just an accident, um, and accidents happen, right? And this idea that people have that the people that work for you should pay for your mistake for their mistakes. Since I'm an employer, I'm like, I pay for the mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm helping my people to get better. And whether my people are the people in my company or the people that are my vendors, it's all the same. We're all working together, right? So, you know, if somebody offered to pay for a mistake, I guess I would consider that. But, you know, I don't expect that, right? And, for example, sometimes people have to do more work to get something done, which costs more money, right? But if you have trust... You say, sure, you know, I, I trust that you're doing the best you can do. And sometimes they're not. I mean, I had a, a tenant who thought my carpet, her father was in the, um, what's that business where you recover after somebody's been murdered? You clean the house? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like after a fire too, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So her father's in that business and my carpet cleaner guy came and she didn't think that his name is Frank. And she told me she didn't think he did it right. And I said, well, you know, I've been working with him for 20 years and I don't want to hurt his feelings. And, you know, it looks good to me. So, you know, you're kind of a temporary person here. So that's the end of that, you know. And and my point is, and I also think that all of my people, if I thought there was something more they could do, they would be open to it, too. They wouldn't be insulted if I said, oh, what about this or that, you know? So I, I just think you're the people person, Martha, and I'm a big fan of what I know you advocate for, which I think everybody should be treated with dignity and respect, and if possible, with love. Yeah. Yeah. I. It is. It's a, it's a huge topic of discussion behind the scenes with service business owners, and they're like, they go... And I don't know. I mean, who am I to say right or wrong? But I 
I just see when people, business owners are like, don't give them their, you know, don't let them see how much you charge or don't let them see the customer's phone number and da da da. And I'm like, okay, so you have this level of trust with that employee, but yet you're going to send them to inside their home. I mean, I don't get it, but you know, we're all different. I have that in my business because I'm a, I'm in a regulated industry. So we have all our employees are able to use their cell phones, but there's rules for what they can communicate. So mm -hmm. our employees are allowed to communicate logistics with our clients, but be, they're not allowed to give advice because that has to go through our email because we're regulated. Mm -hmm. So you could have a policy that says this is the type of communication to have, right? And, and this is the type you can't have. And by the way, why don't you give your employees cell phones? Then you can look at everything they're doing if you want to. Um, you know, my people are provided cell phones by the company, the senior people with by the company. Denise and Colin would like for you to do services. I think Colin's in like Michigan or Wisconsin and Denise in Colorado. So uh, if we could just clone you, Lori, they, they'd like to have customers like you or clients like you. They have clients like me. Because we don't know them well enough to know that. And that's what they should work on, right? I love Absolutely. it. Uh, Samantha had a good question. Can I jump in here for a second, Martha? Yeah. Uh, Samantha asked, uh, she's curious with recurring service, like maid service, is it a turnoff if someone offers to sign you up for recurring service off the bat when it's associated with price savings? Or would you rather just book your first service, see how you like it, and then be offered the recurring service? As long as I have a cancellation off option with no penalty if I don't like it, I absolutely would do that. And and I do that with a lot of things. I you know, I I'm I intend to be loyal, so I like I love to be rewarded for being loyal, right? But mm -hmm. I also want to be able to cancel if it's not to my liking. And I know but sometimes that means for the business owner, you take a risk that someone will sign up, get the discount and not continue. But I would say, isn't it better to do your marketing filtering through people actually experiencing your service than just trying to write a better ad with all due respect to Tay. If you, if you can get that client to experience your service and if they didn't like your service, that's an opportunity for you to learn either. What was it about your service? Or what was it about their situation that maybe your service wasn't the best fit for them? Exactly. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So good. Great. I feel like there were so many just like knowledge bombs today from. <laughs> well, and thank you, Lori, for being like so. Have you ever had a customer on? I mean, what a brilliant idea to get yeah, an <laughs> your experience because sometimes we get stuck in our like. You know, I know Lori and I have gone round and round about like making sure the business is profitable and and also making sure that profit's not the most important thing, even though I'm a profit first fan, that that's not why we're that's not that's not why our customers are doing business with us, right? It's important that we're profitable to feed our families, but it's also important that we're being of service. I think that's a great primary criteria to be of service in our service companies. Um so thanks, Lori, for being here. That was, that was really special and cool. Uh, Michelle, do you have a quote? Or wait, no, we don't. We do our homework. Sorry. Yep, homework first, please. Homework. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do marketing homework is going to be 
um, take a look at your customer life cycle. If there is an area that you tend to have drop off, maybe it's after the first visit, maybe once you have that first visit completed, you never hear from that client again. Is it something in the service itself that's having an issue? Or is it something in your connection with that client? So really pay attention to that area because that's what leads to referrals. When you look at a customer's experience and their life cycle, if they have a very good life cycle and good customer experience, it's gonna continue into them wanting to refer. Like Lori said, she's referred 10, 15, 20 people to different service companies across the Davis area because of her experience with them. So take a little bit deeper of a dive on that and just really see if there is an area of drop off where you can start to fix that. Awesome. And as a reminder, we're going to give you four options for homework, maybe five. If Lori wants to throw in a homework assignment, there might be a bonus round. We're going to give you four to five options of homework, and we're just asking for you to complete one. So the idea is if you follow us every week, we meet every Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, and you do one homework action item, you will be moving your business forward. And that's what we're here for is to help you fight for your business. So related to finances this week, we'd like you to think about the services you offer from your client's perspective. And then I'd like you to call maybe your favorite client or your favorite three clients, somebody that you can have a good conversation with. I'd like you to just talk candidly about their experience and their wants and wishes. Like, is there something that they, Lori, when she said, like if my maid service called me and said, hey, we noticed that your bookshelf needs extra attention. Would you like us to take care of that for you? Yes, that was an upsell, but also that was totally from the customer perspective. It was already in her home. They already noticed it. It is something that she would value and like. And build, we talk about like building our packages or building our bundles or building up our services. Let's try and look at it from the customer perspective, not from a standard perspective, but from an individual customer perspective. So that will be my homework for you this week is to start thinking through that exercise about what other value could you offer your clients that they might be craving and then talking to a couple clients about that value. And Megan, I hate to um, say anything opposite of what you said, but Thank I would not you. consider that an upsell. Right. I, and I wouldn't use that language. You know, that that kind of language poisons people's thinking, right? That's not trying to sell me more. That's trying to give me more service knowing who I am, right? So I would be pleased to to be offered that. And I'll say one more thing. I, I would be insulted if any of my people ever wanted to compensate me for making a referral or experience or I would be turned off if they wanted a referral. If I go to them and say, hey, you know, I have this problem in my house, do you know who I can get to help me? If they were, if I found out they were getting paid to give me a referral, mm -hmm. I would not like that because there's a trust. We're talking as, mm -hmm. as people who are involved in a relationship, I don't expect to have to, that, that your, your, your referral to me or my referral to you is tainted by a fee, a fee, you know? Right. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot on the show about affiliates and about referrals. Um, how would you feel from the customer perspective if you were rewarded with a discount? Like, well, you know, if you, have, if you have a coffee punch card and you, for loyalty, you go 10 times and you get one free coffee. Like, right. I, I like things that reinforce the loyalty and the relationship. And I don't like things that are antithetical to trust and friendship. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the way I think about them. If it feels like it's supporting the relationship and the trust and friendship, I'm good with it. And if it sounds like it's turning it into too much of a monetary 
you know, thing and it doesn't reflect who the people are. I, I don't like it. I mean, my, my pool man gave me this basket of baked goods. It looked, I mean, it was all homemade. It was very impressive. I'm one person here. I couldn't possibly eat it all, but it was so thoughtful and he'd never done that before. I think he only did it because during COVID, you know, we would greet every week before I was always off traveling for work. So I think he felt more personal to me. I had another guy, the guy who built this bookcase brought me a deep fried turkey once for Thanksgiving. And I'm like one person, I couldn't eat a whole turkey. I'm a vegetarian, but I love that. I, well, back then, you know, but I was impressed um, that he cared and thought that I would like it. And that's that. And I guess what I would say is if, if you're a business owner and you don't have an interest, a personal interest in your employees or in your customers or in your vendors, then you're actually missing out on a huge benefit of being a, in business, right? That's, it, 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 it's one of those things that makes it an honor to be an American small business person, right? Absolutely. So true. Okay, sorry. okay, I'm going to take it. It's okay. Um, so for systems homework, I'm going to have um, anybody who's listening set up a, an email sequence to themselves or an automation to themselves or some sort of a calendar reminder to themselves to reach out to those high level customers, reach out to the lorries and say hello, ask them what they need, check on them for the new year, see how you can help serve them even more in 2021. So. Um, be that voice that can go out and reach out to that customer. So I'm going to have the business owners do that as their homework this week. And my homework is going to be think about all of your customer interactions, the interactions that come from the office, whether that be, uh, you know, a phone call, or email, but then mainly I'm talking about your service provider. And look at it from the trust perspective, because Lori has talked about that, like that is a just recurring theme, trust, 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 and lots of transparency. So from the customer perspective, do you convey a feeling of trust or are you conveying the theme of, you know, the customer is a commodity and there's just no relationship there. So I, I do have a follow-up question, Lori, and I'm the one that you'll have to keep in line, but you know, um, interaction is so different right now for many of us because of COVID. When you were not home and people were coming in, providing these services, how did you get that feeling of trust? Like, how did you feel loyal and trusting with that company when you didn't interact with them personally? Well, I either talked to them on the phone or my assistant talked to their office on the phone. So things were communicated and they'd all see each other and uh, sometimes i would have house guests or tenants mm -hmm. so there'd just be this network of conversation right like i'd be leaving in the morning and i'd 
I'd tell the tenant that Frank is coming by to clean the carpets today and this is how that's going to go. And then Frank would come by and then the neighbor would say, well, when Frank was there, I came over to talk to him. And so it just, it, it also, I think has a lot to do with if you're neighborly to begin with and friendly. So, but what I would say is that's actually a benefit of home service. I know a lot of field service, home service people go into neighborhoods where there's no people. So my, all the people that work on my house and work in the neighborhoods, they know everything that's going on in town. And so frequently what I'm getting when I'm talking to them is I'm learning what's going on in the neighborhood, which I appreciate. Yeah. So some of them might be more introverted and have a personality like they don't want to talk, but um, some of them will tell me, oh yeah, this is what's been going on while you've been away. And I, I enjoy that. And I'm a curious person, so I'm interested in their business. I have one challenge with one of my services where um, I don't speak um, Spanish well enough to have a really good conversation. So um, we just sort of replace that with a lot of smiling and cheerfulness. But I wish I could have a better conversation. And um, so I guess I would say I'm sure there are cultures where people just want the people to come and leave silently. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess if that's the case, then um, the business owner should know that that's what that client wants. Right. And, 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 and the technician, if, if, if it's not the owner doing the business, if it's the technician, they should be informed of what's the culture in that household. Mm -hmm. Right. And even like whether you call, in my opinion, whether you call somebody Mr. or Ms. or call them by their first name. Right. Like if you don't know that about your, I mean, I have hundreds of clients myself and I know the level of formality they expect in communication. Right. Yeah. Well, this was great. This is really great. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like we could have you on multiple times. Lori. Yeah, we could. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Lori, do you want to issue any homework or do you think we've covered it? I guess what I would say that I see a lot of the people that I work with um, not understand that they can do is get help. Many of them don't realize, and I know that's what you're all about, is giving people help. But I would say many of the people, they've, they've shared with me their financial troubles, their, um, uh, sometimes there's issues with immigration and you know various governmental things that they don't really understand how to deal with. And I would say um, it's important to get help. And, and a lot of times they don't know how to get help or where to get help. And maybe that's something you, you can do is maybe in addition to your show is help people with resources of how to get legal help if they have a legal problem and how to understand the local laws in their city, if they need a license to do something, you know, stuff like that. I would just say, I, I feel like they tell me about problems and I'm like, oh, well, there's a service for that or there's an office for that or there's, and they don't know. So that's what I would say is that being an, being an entrepreneur um, and owning a business is not being the Marlboro man out on horseback in the middle of Wyoming and being by yourself for four weeks, you know? <laughs> and I know there's a lot of people who really like that image of independence, but um, we're all connected. And um, I would encourage people, it's okay to get help. It's okay to ask for help. And that's what I'm doing when I hire all these people. Right. I'm, <laughs> the part that I forgot to say, I grew up in an apartment. I had no idea that a house would start falling down around your ears from the moment you sign the purchase paper until you're gone. 
And, and that's why I have all these people because I want my house kept in good order. Love it. <laughs> I love it. And I, okay. I don't know if we mentioned, but Lori is self-employed too. So she 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 knows all of our struggles. She's in, she said a regulated industry. Um, so she's in finance, but um, she understands like she, I think you're, I don't think you're any more empathetic than than our listeners' ideal customers, but I do appreciate that you can see it from the owner's perspective, and you can still hold it because you run your business this way. That that it also needs to be seen from the customer perspective. Probably, firstly, should be seen from the customer's perspective. So, mm -hmm. thank you, Lori, for all of those insights. <laughs> yes, thank you for right. sharing. Yeah. All right. Okay, and our quote of the week is really good, I think, and it's. Stop competing and start connecting. Really important uh, words for all of our business owners to not compete, but just connect. And that will get you through to the next level for sure. So thank you everybody for joining us this week on Fight Club. And thank you so much, Lori. It was a pleasure to meet you. All we'll right. see you Thanks. next week. Yeah. We'll see you next Tuesday, 7 a.m. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.